Time to talk a podcast. My name is Grant. So we have a bit of a special uh, episode this week. Episodes this week. Uh, apologies for the delay last week. You know, life gets in the way. Um, but we have a really fun episode for you this week. Uh, we actually have a guest host. Um, some of you have heard the name over the past few weeks. Uh, he is actually the creator uh, of our OP, if you will, for, for the show. Uh, Bronson, well, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Grant. Uh, and. Uh hoping to do the, the best I can in filling in for some uh, very hefty shoes this week, but uh, really Dave's coming down with a bit of a throat issue, so I want to do the best I can. I won't be able to pull uh, some of his uh, his facts out of nowhere, especially when it comes to tie-ins to earlier seasons. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it'll just be down to the brass tacks this week. We don't need to do any deep diving. But So I, AOT, like how, how, uh, how are you feeling this season so far? So originally, like as far as my history with the show, uh, I got around to it back during the... I guess when it premiered, that would have been, what, 2013? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got through the first season, and then, honestly, it kind of laid on ice until I heard you and Dave were doing this podcast, at which point I deep-dived and essentially just played catch-up. So I got to watch season two, season three, just in time to catch up for the premiere of uh, season uh, four, part one. Very nice. Yeah, nice. it was nice to not have to wait, you know? Was, there's a lot of story to absorb in uh, a month. It's it's kind of, it, and oh so you, so you ripped through. Did you do a rewatch of season one in that as well, or did you just jump right into season two? I did like a cliff notes study. Sure, so I was just trying sure. to remember like especially character names and stuff because that stuff will tend to uh, you'll forget and just remember okay, that classic this, anime this. problem. There's so many characters and they kind of just assume you remember. <laughs> of course, as opposed to just like okay, Blondie, Johnny McJackass, and of course, yeah. Sure, very very cool. So, are you liking season four so far? Or at least, it, I guess part one and part two. Like, uh, how how do you feel about those as like a first time watcher? You know, with with everyone was watching, right? I feel the skip to the new continent and just more or less opening that part of the world was pretty epic and essentially has this anime at least in the top running for for all time for me. I don't oh. know, like as, as a video game player, Grant, you know that feeling. I guess uh, let's go with Fallout Three. You know that feeling when you first get out of the the shelter and you kind of see the open yeah. world oh, and you yeah. realize that's kind of how I felt like at the beginning whenever we had that uh, that war sequence with the uh, the jaw titan and Gabby yes. and Falco so oh yeah good stuff it, 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 it was it, that, I, I love that episode especially because you know kind of just everyone was just sitting there with you know their jaws open of like what's going on you know and the it kind of felt the, the mystery was new again for a show like you know the kind of season three you know the ending of part two kind of just opened the doors we kind of thought we had you know, the big idea, and then you get to it, and you're like, huh? You know, it's, it's, it's fun, but... Um, whole new world. Whole new world, quite literally. So, all right, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump right into uh, right into the episode. So, the title this week is Sunset, um, and this week for the, the fan art, we're, again, it's the Mappa director. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing these bronze. I guess you see them week to week on the episode, but... That's right, in the Instagrams, I, too, it's, yeah. it's my favorite thing, at the you know, at the end of the... <laughs> you know, the episode comes out, you scour on Twitter, you're going to see, you know, what the, the, the director of the episode or... Or the MAPA staff who puts out the key art. Dave and I are just absolutely in love with it. So, but um, so the quick synopsis: the rumbling is set in motion once all hardening is undone. But this also sets Annie free 
As the Jaegers take control of the island, Connie races towards Rakako to feed Falco to his Titan mother. Bronson, how'd you feel about this episode? I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was nice to finally uh, see Annie after, uh, mm. no, like seven years or eight years. Um, and just, yeah, just to get her backstory was so interesting, as well as it's almost like she didn't miss a beat, you know, like we're, yeah. we're just opening the episode and she's already taken somebody hostage, you know? It was, and, and you know, we'll get to like to the points there, but I really love how, you know, and obviously, you know, later we're going to be talking about episode 83 as well, but they've been really cliff noting a lot of scenes in this episode like there's just very you know like quick pace and they didn't waste any time with annie this episode and they really you know they simultaneously gave her all the time in the world and then also kind of you know just left it like all right we're moving we're moving we're moving so but um so you know the episode opens up uh with you know hitch and uh it, it predominantly looks like the military police they're kind of just like cleaning up the calamity of the rumbling and i don't know about you but this episode, I think, so far, I think intentionally, no episode since the rumbling has happened has really showed just like the true calamity of like Aaron's decision. <laughs> you know, especially, like, yeah, and, and especially in that we're we're just seeing the collateral damage here. We're not even seeing the intended target of exactly. all these colossal titans. So you can just imagine what kind of uh, storm is awaiting Marley once they reach their their end destination. Assuming there even is one, if they're just going to keep walking, you know. That you know, that's so true. Like we're we're getting. You know, we're getting like a like a tease. You know, like like you said, like the just the collateral damage. But you know, it, it was weird because it, it felt muted. You know, like there wasn't like the the typical screaming that you see, in, like in a scene you would expect to see in something like this. It almost seemed very muted, and I think that was just like from the rumbling itself. Like the sound, you know, the sound in this episode is it's constant. Like it, it's with you the entire time, and it's it's kind of like a hard watch. Like it's very disorienting. And I was interested in uh, the halfway point, you know, when they have kind of those information segments about like the world yeah. where they finally gave us at least a number to work with as far as the amount of Colossal Titan being in at a million. So at least we can finally put some math to it being like, okay, I guess with that many, you know, yeah. it would literally be uh, that much noise for hours and hours on end. The deafening, like, you know, it's, <laughs> I know they never would, but it's just like my weird thing. Like the things that I look for, I would love to see like the, uh, just like the hearing loss, you know, like record, he <laughs> record hearing loss all across parody due to the rumbling, you know, like what's the point of living if everyone's deaf. But, uh, but uh, so, you know, it's kind of nice because, you know, Hitch is a character. I don't know if you recall. Did you did you happen to get a chance to watch any of those um, uh, OAVs or OVAs that no, went on to Crunchyroll? Not, not yet, but uh, you've definitely piqued my interest. Does Hitch get a bit more so, kind of spotlight in those? Yeah, so it's funny because, you know, I feel like, you know, we definitely had some moments with Hitch and Annie in previous seasons, you know, obviously season one. But, like, you know, it's, it's very fleeting. You know, we don't get too much, but there's, like, a couple episodes... Um, in one of these OVAs, and it's not really much of a spoiler, these things have been out for years, but, um, you know, like, they're roommates, and, you know, like, they have, like, their lives and all that, and, like, there's, you know, quick scenes, so it's funny that it almost makes sense that this these OVAs became more easily accessible as this season is coming out, because the details of, like, Annie and Hitch's relationship, although small, like, you can definitely see it's there. Um, so to see Hitch, like, right off the bat, you know, like, she's... She's a character we haven't had much time with, but it's, again, this show is just so good at, like, giving us very little time with the character, and we feel like we know them so well, you know? Like, I guess we had Hitch more with, I, I'm blanking on the dude's name, but she has, like, that boyfriend there who, he wants to be the hero, he doesn't agree with the, I think it's in season one, or season two, yeah, it would be in season one. You know who I'm talking about? 
that doesn't ring a bell, though. No. Oh, there's there's a guy who uh, he's in the military police with her, but he's like following up. He's the one that he doesn't get in the way of Armin. I think they're trying to escape. Might be season three, uh, part one. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we have we've had some hitch over the years. Nothing crazy, but. This is a standout hitch episode, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and it, it it's nice too that of all people to find Annie, it's her former roommate, the person yeah. who she's kind of grown up with. So that even though we still see Annie as a heartless, cold-blooded killer, you know, martial arts master, at least there's that we can slowly have that humanity revealed, especially as uh, we dive into into her backstory. Yeah. So you know, so I guess for you know for a reminder for everyone, Hitch, pretty much Hitch and Armin are the only two that have any real i guess connection to annie over the like you know since the since annie went into the diamond you know in the hardening we you know pretty much the only two that have a contact with her in in their way um so you know of course it's fitting that hitch is the one that finds like the pool you know the the puddles kind of going into the room when it's the shot it's so deliberate how they showed annie like right away was like sitting there clearly looking to spring on someone and i thought that was yeah. so fitting because like, like you perfectly put it she is so like a cold-hearted killer yeah yeah, and you know, just Hitch going. I knew this was gonna, you know, turn into something big, and it doesn't disappoint. Like, this might actually be one of my favorite scenes this season. Just the back and forth between, you know, Andy gets the jump on Hitch, you know, and it just the two of them just trying to out bluff each other for like three and a half minutes is just it's so awesome. Because <laughs> that's that's this is all before the, even the opening credits, right? Yes, I believe so. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, because yeah, because it's. Hitch overpowers Annie using her own martial arts yeah. technique, which Annie, for all we know, Annie might have taught her during their time together. Sure. And then, yeah, of course, the back and forth, Annie being like, just give me a reason and I'll transform and take this place out. It's it's so too because, you know, like Annie has that ring right off the bat and then Hitch right. gets the flip on her and it's like, you know, you know, and then they did the, the interesting thing of like Annie's already bleeding and, you know, Annie has like, well, I can turn into Titan at any moment. And and it, it's kind of a nice mode of like Hitch knowing that like she's not just a, you know, an idiot. Like, you know, she's she is a soldier like everyone else. You know, she might be military police, but she knows her stuff. And it just the two of them back and forth, and, you know, then whomever is knocking at the door. And, um, and like you said, like this, you know, I, I love like a good like we. It's funny because like later in the episode, or sorry, there's a scene in, in the next episode that I, I'll be comparing back to this. But mm. when it cuts to the OP, I genuinely wasn't sure how this is going to go. Like this could have opened back up to like you know Annie turning into the Titan and just calamity ensues there. <laughs> you know, so it was actually like oh shit, like what's going to happen here? Um, but you know, I was actually kind of surprised that it went straight to you know like. <laughs> horseback like they're out of here you know yeah I mean, once again given the the number of episodes left it's nice that they didn't spend too much time on the uh kind of the standoff so to speak and at least yeah. that we just kind of uh jumped into that but yeah no what a what a great opening because that was the thing like i don't i don't think they need like it was such a tight you know like i said whatever it was like three minutes like probably even less like uh -huh. the tension was so perfect you know i feel like if they had gone back to that it would have just been you know, it, it would have kind of taken, like, the weight out of the air, you know. But, um, again, also, what's your, what's your stance on the OP? It's, uh, uh, I think I still prefer um, 4 Part 1. Sure, yeah. But artistically, but the, the music 
of this uh, season's half uh, mm. OP is is the best. It's, oh, it's 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 so heavy. I almost want to like learn a cover of it or something. I, it, it drives me nuts that I would probably have to acquire musical gear that I just I currently don't have to be able to effectively <laughs> play it. I it's probably like a five string or six string bass for me. But right. but uh, oh my god, such such a such a good song. But uh, so yeah, anyway, so you know, post the intro, you know, Hitch and Annie are on the escape, um, and we. I guess this is, you know, we kind of get the reveal. It's probably been our biggest question ever since Annie went into, you know, the egg uh, for the first time is she was like kind of conscious the whole time, you know, and it was, I was really hoping it wasn't going to be like, I heard everything you said the entire time, you know, like I'm fully educated. Like there was still, it it was kind of cool how she kind of knows everything is going on, but she was like, no, there was moments of darkness and not and da, da, da. Like it was, it really It'd be kind of traumatizing when you think traumatizing when you think about it. Oh, of course, it'd only be to only be left there with nothing but her sins and maybe her her wanting to return home to her uh, to her her father. But yeah, the, the the description of pure darkness and being stuck in there and having nothing but Armin just probably just whining all the time, and then Hitch <laughs> complaining about her lousy boyfriend. Like, I love that line. <laughs> we're lucky we're lucky that Andy didn't come out as a serial killer, being like, I don't want to listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> I kind of I was thinking about it too. Like this, I can imagine that would be like sleep paralysis. Is like, you know, like you're kind of just yeah. stuck in a stasis. You know, whatever's in front of you, that's you know, you pretty much gotta deal with that. But um, so you know, so we we move on to we move on to more. And one of my favorite shots again. This episode is so beautiful. Like the the effect they have with the rumbling, like the red skies, and like it almost feels smoky. We get some good like horseback shots of them, you know, kind of on, not necessarily on the run, but on the move. Mm-hmm. And just having the wall of Titans, like, it's kind of funny. To me, it's like the wall hasn't come down at all, you know? Like, there's clearly, like, there's movement going on, but it's like the wall is still there at all times as they're going away. It's just, you know, we're seeing the Titans. It's just, you know, the, god damn, like, this is probably one of the most beautiful episodes, this whole seat, like, part two so far, I would I, I think. That's a fair, especially with the color. I, I do, uh, I do concur with you on the uh, the red coloring. It's just giving off that we're getting closer and closer to some sort of uh, apocalypse or end of day. So to have that, but then also have the colossal titans in the background, not only be beautiful, but just generally terrifying. Yeah, you know, and it's because it, we get those like odd shots. Of, like we get, like, you know, we get a face shot of one of the colossal titans on the move, and just you know, it's you know, even when Bertold and Armin when like when they're in their colossal colossal forms like you know they had there's kind of like just the stillness to the face you know it's not like that's the one thing i find a lot of the titans can show emotion with like very little but the colossal titan like it's all eyes you know oh yeah very very deadpan like yeah. I, I don't know what he's thinking yeah <laughs> i love it so you know we get a little more horseback riding and then we finally get after all these years we get the annie backstory um kind of like did you like okay by the numbers i would say kind of makes sense like you know everything she says is kind of like that checks out this is who you've been you know we've known you as this kind of kind of annie but um so you know kind of find out she's adopted you know um it's similar to it's interesting because it's it's different to like reiner and gabby where you know they did it for glory you know and annie is just being used as a tool like she's the most literal I think she's the most genuine warrior candidate out of all of them because the person that's training her, you know, has the same focus as like the Marley government. I find that's the way, that's the way I kind of took it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just all about his end. It's not about her. It's all about him and training her and like, you know, turning her into a killer. 
and yeah, and if we think of the candidates too, as far as like uh, Marley's initial project of she's definitely outside of Titan form and even within yeah. Titan form, but that's just going into too much uh, like Titan realm, like a human form. She's the best fighter, bar none. Well, bar none, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it was kind of cool because that's the thing too. We had up until like, you know, season four, part one, we weren't really aware that there was other Eldian like internment zones, like all over the world. We just assumed it was, you know, parody and Marley. And they kind of set that up with, um, is it, I'm blanking on their name. There was Sophia it was like Gabby and Falco's two friends. There's Sophia and oh, the ones that got killed. In the yeah, movie. yeah, during, oh. yeah. The in the one got stampeded and one got uh, crushed by a rock there. But right. um, but I remember one of them. They made a point of like we were, you know we lived in an internment zone elsewhere and they had moved to Marley for you know probably to be like a warrior candidate or whatnot. And you know it's kind of cool. Like in an episode, like like the sh- the show's almost done. You know, it's kind of cool that they throw in a line of like, you know, he was, you know, he was from another land. He was new to this. And it's the, like, just as backstories go, this was, it wasn't rushed. It was very well paced. They got all the little details in, um, but they didn't stay too long. You know, it was just like right, you know, right to the business of, you know, you know, all for me, killer, killer, all no filler. And then within a minute, you know, Andy's like kicking his ass and like, you know, like, oh, man. Whenever she and like cripples, cripples him. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, it's, um, and it's, it's so fun. But, like, the real sick thing is, like, he's proud of her in that moment. That was the thing that, like, jumped out to me of, oh, my God, like, you know, how sadistic do you have to be? You're like, oh, yes, this is, you know, my plan has come together, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it just shows, like, maybe how talented he was as a fighter. True, to yeah. finally best him in combat. And then yeah. not only that, but to kind of show a bit of that spark of anger where she, yeah, she cripples him in the process being like, no, I'm ready. I'm really mm-hmm. ready. And um, it's, yeah. it's cool to think back like in season one, you know, when they were all in training and everyone's, you know, pointing out her weird stances and her style, you know, we never, no one ever would have thought that like, oh, that's a fighting style from a different land. Right. You know, we just assumed that was just, you know, something within parody, right? Like that's all we knew at the time. It's just, you know, looking back, it's, it's so fascinating. It makes me, after watching this, I wanted to go back to that training arc, essentially, or, you know, them becoming, you know, becoming, uh, or I guess not scouts at the time, but just, you know, coming in the military, just to see Annie. Now that we have her back, it'd be interesting to go back to see the little that we did have with her at the time, you know? Yeah, those fighting stances would be interesting. And then to think that Aaron adopts those just from having fought her and yes. then is able to use those against someone like Reiner, who once again wouldn't be wary of these uh, battle tactics yeah. uh, since he's primarily from uh, from Marley. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's cool. I really I, thought about all this like years in advance, man. It just blows my mind. Like, you know, all it takes is one writer to have a vision, you know, and just it, right at the end. It, it's so too, like, we're at the very, very end and we're getting these little, de- little, little details, you know, that went back to all, all the way back then. But, um, um, you know, but then, you know, of course, like, kind of just like a quick cut where, you know, he's regretted his decision, you know, he wants, and, you know, clearly chooses. And I, this is the one little thing I didn't like about this scene is maybe a little more time of like him kind of going back on, you know, turning her into a weapon, you know, because okay. like he wants her to stay and, you know, he's like, you know, I love you. You're my daughter, da, da, da. And, and to see Annie in the moment of like, you know, I will be back was was nice but like we haven't seen evidence up until this moment of her being like that it was kind of do you know what i mean it was just kind of yeah we, we could have had a bit more of like you, you really should earn that that love from yes. annie as opposed to just giving me a a one minute given that they're they're barred for time and we're down to what like 
four or five episodes now. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take them going through it. And but uh, no, I agree. A, a bit more uh, backpedaling on his part. A bit more uh, emotion or and or moments where they were actually getting along and not just beating the crap out of each other might have warranted the uh, the way she looks at him as a father. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we get more of you know right away we get more of Andy's dad. So we kind of cut to Marley. You know, we're we're in the Eldian internment zone. Um, and you know Annie's father and a bunch of other you know Eldian Marleyans uh, are. It, it just goes to show like even like they're at war. You know, like the guards, like you know the military is away. The system is still like corrupt and gross. You know, like the guards are just so shitty to them. No one believes them. Just the way they're talking at them, like they immediately go like right to loading the rifle. <laughs> oh, and they, and they, and even whenever all these people that have like. Some of them have probably never met, being like, "No, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. We all had the same vision." And for the guard to just uh, say something along the lines of, "Oh, you're all planning it," and then immediately calling their bluff, being like, "Ask the other internment zones. We're not making this up." But yeah, yeah just the hate for the Eldians is uh, very strong. And it's funny because, like, the second you know, like, I think yeah, it's Annie's father who brings that up. There's quick the you're being charged with a conspiracy. <laughs> like it's right, it's <laughs> like it's right to charging them and like laying guns. And um, and it's funny, you know, like we were, you and I were talking this outside, you know. Outside side of the show but do you think Andy's dad makes it because he you know he makes a leap for what we're assuming he's making a leap for the rifle and the Eldians are going to fight back but do you think most of the force went to parody like what's the state of Marley right now you know Uh, what I mean like yeah in a state of panic uh maybe or given that it's been like how long has it been since Aaron had his attack on Marley would you say a couple of months or I think it's been a couple of months because there's you know when they show up at the end of part one Aaron makes the line of like, oh, like that's bold of you guys. Like, you know, he was shocked to see them so soon kind of right. thing. So I would imagine it's only been a couple months. They, they may have said, but. Um, so definitely in a state of repair at this point with Marley, having sent the majority of their forces to uh, attack the uh, the Eldians on, on parody. And also but, like the military uh, command was just like demolished by Aaron, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's too like there's just so many moving parts in Marley as well. I wonder if we're going to get more of like an Eldian uprising. You know, because like across the whole world, because if there is all these other internment zones, I'm wondering like what, you know, and again, like there's so little time and such a big scope and idea. But I wonder if there's just like writing of the Eldians trying to warn people and maybe some countries listen and some don't. You know, it's writing yeah. or or I hate to use this analogy, but like just think of like with with the uh, colossal titan on the way there, just like a, a, like a pet trying to break out of a house that's on fire. You know, yeah. it's like like I got to get out. We're all going to die. So that's as a very good to, point. An up, uprising, more of a escape for their own survival, assuming there's anywhere to go. Yeah. So, so after that, I don't know about you, but this is this next scene with Shadis is probably one of the best scenes in the entire show for me. Um, we get a scene of Shadis, like kind of like you know, you know, uh, bandaging some wounds and all that. And it's so funny that like the recruits that like pounded the living shit out of him are the ones like at his hand. You're like trying to help them, and you know they're trying to convince him to get away and say like you know the Jaegerists will find you and and just like I love his he has a couple lines of no nah, I'm I'm too old to like live in the woods and shit there you know <laughs> like, well, and, he, and he's and he's very like wise about it where he's immediately like no yeah. no no you play it cool yeah. and when the time comes that's when you strike like what a great what a great commander but but but, 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 devil. but the thing you know so like that's like the big thing in this scene you know like he gives them he's like no he's like hide go you know not even hide he's like be amongst their ranks like li- you know live their life don't make yourself seen until that moment and like it's just once again 
history repeating itself in this show. You know, all it takes is one man of power to tell a group, like a, you know, very young and impressionable men who, like, they've clearly been led astray already. Not saying Shadis is leading them astray, but for him to deliver that line of, like, and when the moment comes, you strike, you know, essentially. (laughs) And because they've they've really set up, like, who knows how the ending goes with, you know, Aaron and all that. But, like, this episode and, you know, in the episode 83, they really set up the... The, like the chokehold that the Jaegerists have on the island. And like, that's like the new government. And it's probably, you know, at this point, like it looks like that's what's going to be going forward. So for him to like, for Shaughness to be the one to tee this up of like, it's in your hands now. I, I had chills. I genuinely had chills. Like he's a character we've had very little time with. And you're like, yeah, this guy's my ride or die. <laughs> this guy just scares me with his appearance. But yeah. it's, it's been interesting ever since the rumbling. I, assumed that we would be leaving parody sooner and you know leaving the uh the Eldians behind but yeah and like now that you bring that up it is interesting to know that which which we'll get to in episode 83 as we kind of leave this behind it's interesting to know that this entire new government system is going to be set up and like god knows the atrocities they're going to be happening while the remainder of the world's being trampled Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's anyway i i hope we get more shots i hope this isn't his last scene i would be i would be shocked if this is his last scene just you know they're they're clearly tear, like you know teeing up like a bigger battle or a bigger moment you know what i mean so for him but you know what like if this is his last scene like god bless him like this was a really good one to go out on, out on i think you know him alive too considering like all the og brass is dead you know everyone yeah. drank all the booze and not you know whatnot like Pixis Especially is Pixis. Gone. He, yeah he drank all of it. yeah exactly and uh so so we get back to the original crew so um it kind of goes back to mikasa and armin this was a hard watch. I don't know about you. Armin is just like, you know, at, like he's just gassed, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, uh, he just, he's had so many opportunities to, he, he just, yeah, he's broken at this point because even though Aaron has more or less come through with not going through with, uh, you know, Zeke's plan. Yeah. Armin's just broke, broken in half and just considering God knows what. And you know, this thing, you know, cause like Mikasa tried, you know, she tries to talk him out of going, you know, after stop Connie and again, even in the moments where Armin like almost has nothing left, like he even makes the point of, you know, I could sleep like a log right now. I haven't slept in two days or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like even at the moment, like, you know, he eventually blows up on her because, you know, Armin is kind of, you know, it's, it's weird because the show, I feel like Armin's the only one bringing it up, which is kind of telling, but, you know, he compares himself to Erwin so much. He's like the idea guy. He has to come up with all the plans and this and that. And even in the moment where like he just explodes of like, I'm not that guy, you know, like, you know, he's still like, he's still thinking ahead. He's like, no, we have to get Falco because, you know, we need to rein in Reiner. And, and it's weird. They don't even know PX name yet. They keep calling her the cart. (laughs) Like they did this, this episode and last episode as well, or the previous episode of the cart, you know, it's, uh, I'm surprised. I'm sure they know her name by now, but, uh, but, you know, like, just the way he blows up, like, I'm done. Like, he, he brings up the point of, like, Aaron, don't got time for it. You know, it's, like, it's it's absolute chaos. And he makes that point. Like, it is true chaos at this point. There's, like, six different plot lines going on right now. Literally. It's yeah. great. And at least we're slowly getting close to, uh, to, to Connie's plot there. And, yeah, no, it's you, you feel bad and to have one of his own colleagues, you know, going to to kill a child and for them to know that, you know, Connie had been hiding his mother for so long. You just, maybe Armin thinks, you know, that if I can do one good thing, maybe I can be worthy of, uh, 
Irwin having given his life for me, you know? Or... Yeah, it's... And you know what? Like, it's I, I'm almost wondering, like, you know, is he going out... Like, I know he says... I know he says he's doing it to, like, to save Falco. So, like, you know, it doesn't tee up more problems with Reiner later or, you know, or, or Piak. But at the end of the day, like, I... Like, what we know of Armin, like, he wouldn't let a friend do something like that, you know? Like, look at all the things he did to try and stop Aaron. Like, I think a big part of him going after Connie is he doesn't want Connie to make that mistake. You know, like, he understands the hurt of, like, what Connie's going through. And he kind of explains that to Gabby very nicely, too, which you can see, like, this. I think it was last episode he points out, like, some of the most sad Armin we've seen is him, like, oh, shit, yeah. Connie's mom. Sorry, Gabby. Like this is going to be a problem. Like you know, it's the yeah. haircut, man. Ever since he cut that long do, he's just oh, yeah. been so sad. <laughs> he turned into Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So you know, post post Armin's meltdown, and like also too, like I feel like Mikasa has just been kind of not a wet blanket these past season, but she's just kind of been like aimless. Ever since Aaron kind of threw everything in her face, she's kind of been a little aimless. And to see Connie kind of, or pardon me, uh, Armin snap at her of like, it's almost like his exit line of like, like fucking figure it out. Like, like I'm done. Like, do like you need to figure this out. And in that moment, I felt, I, I felt like I was Armin of like, yes, like, please. Like it bums me out that we have so little time left in this show and we still have not got down to like what makes Mikasa tick. Yeah, or just the Ackermans in general. Like, how does yeah. how does that yeah. work? Is Jesus, there, yeah. Is there additional <laughs> abilities? And, oh, yeah, like, there's still so much to learn. I, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a bit more of it before the show wraps up. But, yeah, no, it's super interesting. And, yeah, you you say wet blanket. I say a wet scarf. I'm like you. <laughs> Jesus. So true. We'll get to the scarf in a, in a little while. <laughs> but um, so, so we cut to Flock, who is, I don't know about you, this dude. If there's anyone, I used to have a hate out for Elena, but this guy is. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> taking the cake. Holy cow, he is just—he's ego egotistical, like to to put it plainly. Um, and it like it just seemed like an Uno reverse to me. You know, he's kind of like he's just like wandering around with a gun. Actually, no, sorry. The scene starts out with Jean like kind of just taking in the moment, like clearly depressed, and Flock, you know, comes you know whipping in, giving his speech, and. Uh, how did you feel about the whole aha like i knew aaron's plan the whole time you know like, how did how did that sit with you i just of all people to give the plan to and like i don't know if this plan would have been given before the invasion of marley or before the attack on marley he but, alludes that that was the case oh, yeah he's just such a he's such a little shit and for aaron to trust such valuable information to such a poor character who's clearly just being I don't know, transformed for the worst for it. Like we let's remember back to like Flock because was he introduced in season three part two during that final battle with uh with Zeke? Yeah, I think they kind of made it sound like he's been around for a while, but like this is the first time we really kind of yeah. meet him, kind of thing. Like he's and, like a background character. And what an amazing battle to you know kind of earn your stripes and stars or to to create one's own personality for the better. And yet he's just so disgusting oh yeah no i hate him yeah he's and you, and you know what like i'm i'm of the mind that maybe aaron didn't kind of give him the plan that this is just like a power vacuum situation you okay. know like he's just kind of taking advantage of aaron being focused in a way and him kind of because we've seen so many instances you know between part one and and part two of him kind of just being a bully and like abusively using like the little power that he now had well it's a lot of power actually when you think about it but you know in last season where um 
he rounds up like Armin and Mikasa and all them. Like the post the restaurant scene where Kaya tries to like stab the living shit out of Gabby and whatnot. You know, like just him walking around and you know talking a big talk. But to me, he just seems like a bully who now has power. And yeah. you know, like the real big dog is away, so like he's like kind of running the show. But um, but yeah, so like very very fascinating character. Like I really wonder what his end is going to be. You know, we don't know the tone. Like it are like is the show going to end with the Jaegers kind of just running? you know everything and like that is kind of what actually happened so it'll it'll be interesting to see but um more of the scene is just you know he's trying to convince the, you know the the marlian volunteers to join LDS side you know there's some back and forth and then you know he offs a guy to prove a point you know for speaking out and um then we go to depressed jean um flock he like this is what this is like the worst part of flock to, to me is like he's like He's like the devil, like whispering, you know, sweet successes into, you know, like a very sad Jean who's like clearly lost right now. The mo- I think the most lost we've ever seen him. And it's interesting when you think back to Jean season one, because he almost came off as the bully yes. during the training. So it's so cool to see him almost like disturbed by another bully who's doing so, so much more gross stuff than he ever would have. And it's it's nice to see those roles kind of reverse. But yeah, just... John's sadness in that scene, just seeing that kind of violence that he would never expect. And even Flock, like, kind of like, oh, like, go back to the old Jean, like, you know, kick around. Like, he's like, I know you want to be in the military police, like, just sit back and do nothing, you know, like, live your life, the war is over. And, like, even that line, too, like, it's, this, the ending of this episode does a good job of, of, like, kind of maybe directing where Jean is going of, like, oh, it's over, you know, and, which bums me out because I don't think, you know, Jean has been over the years become that natural leader of the group. Like, you know, the show kind of set up as Aaron as the leader, you know, but he was like a mad dog. Like, you know, he just was kind of off doing his own thing, always running away and always getting him in trouble. Jean has always been that one to step up and truly be the leader of like this group, you know, like the main cast mm-hmm. and to see him low like this just bums me out. I don't know why Jean's just one of those characters that I, I've just always loved him. Even when he was kind of shitty, you know, back in season one, and you, you see like a really, it's funny, we were talking about the OVAs earlier, you see a really bad side of him in the OVAs, because that's, it. his episode kind of takes place around the time they're in training. Okay. So it's like peak him, like he's not really friends with everyone, everyone, everyone kind of dislikes him a little bit, so it's, to see our boy in this state right now, it's it's a real, real bummer. And, and the other thing with John too, at least like picturing him and like the fighting capabilities and stuff, he's kind of the most... Every man, he's our our Samwise Gamgee. Yep. He's not an Ackerman. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Titan abilities. Yep. He's had an amazing character uh, growth throughout the force. So yeah, hopefully uh, he'll get his uh, come up and but like in a good way. As you know, because like you have like your you know your primary, your secondary, and tertiary characters, and I think the trio of Jean, Connie, and Sasha has been was so strong throughout the years. Like they were always there. Like they they kind of fit this. You know, I guess comic relief role but at the end of the day like they were key you know key characters you know like they were you know they were part of the team genuinely and important members of the team i've I've always loved that so jean feel better bud um so you know the episode kind of ends with you know falco and connie um falco is now awake and clearly has some of the amnesia from you know you know gaining the uh the jaw titan you know post the the transfer there and um it's it's so sad too also you know at the moment i didn't, I didn't realize it but 
It's um, you've watched Demon Slayer, correct? Uh, up to episode nineteen, as okay. we discussed, up to the best episode, one of the best episodes. So you know, Leanne and I have been joking, like you know, it's so nice because you know, because obviously this episode, and next episode, we get some you know Connie and Falco scenes, mm-hmm. but it's it's Tanjiro and Zenitsu. Oh, so yeah. it's it's so funny to see them like you know, you know Falco kind of sounds like Tanjiro, but the the guy that does Connie and, and Zenitsu like his vocal range like his ups and downs like you honestly couldn't tell they were, they were the same voice actor <laughs> so it's so funny but anyway so Connie is essentially you know kind of you know told Falco we're going to a hospital you know and you got injured and da 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 and Falco it's interesting because like Falco kind of believes him but he's like I don't know we're going the wrong direction like I need to get back to where we're going and it's it's just really sad because you we know like where it's going and it's probably not going to work out well for anyone at least in this instance now but it, it, it just goes to show how how trusting falco is even though he suspects yeah. something off he's like yeah you know well this guy seems nice let's, let's, let's see what happens what a good character I, I i think falco it's you know it's you know dave and i have talked talked before like i honestly could have just watched a show on the marley and crew you know, like watching, it'd be funny to watch a show from their perspective for like the same time leading up until we find out about Marley, like in season three, part two kind of thing, right. see what they were all doing, kind of see them growing up. I just, I think, you know, I've had the Gabby hate in the beginning and, you know, the show. Of did. Fe- I remember listening. Oh, I was yeah. like, damn, these guys aren't really, really not liking Gabby that oh, much. She- and I was in the same boat. But the that's just like the power of this show, you know, like yes. they really, really, really sold us on that character and one of the big come up, but so yeah, so that's that's pretty much where the episode ends. Um, oh, we get the we get the epic reveal that I'm sure you oh, yes. and Dave both both. Oh suspected. yes, 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 yes. Levi is alive. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you you're in on our, our death pool as well that we kind of did. Where where was Levi on your list? He was on the live. He he was gonna live. Okay, so yes. there you go. So I was I was the uh, the grumpy goose that was convinced that he was dead. Like, <laughs> but so I am wrong. So Levi is back, and you know in the. Almost looks like Akashi Sensei, uh, like from Naruto. There, he's all bandaged up and wrapped up. But uh, he's no sensei uh, beans. But uh, he's <laughs> oh uh, gonna get healing soon. <laughs> I wonder what they're gonna do with him. I really, I really do. He's, but it's it's nice to have like one of the OGs back. You know, we're uh, the you know. It's funny when you think about it now. Like, if he's alive, that must that has to mean Zeke's alive too, because there's no way these two characters don't have another. In, in at least in my opinion. I think they're going to have more words. The final duel. The final duel. <laughs> the crippled duel. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them both missing arms. Well, I guess Z could get grow his arms back, but uh, I guess you know Levi saw his appendages, but uh, but still. But and uh, so, and I think that's a good way to leave off. We've got crippled uh, Lionheart. We got crippled Levi, mm. and then we got crippled Zeke. So. Ugh. Good way. So, anyways, I guess it's a good spot to leave it there um, for anyone listening. Uh, we'll be recording episode 83 right after this so um there might be a day apart between these two episodes but anyways thank you very much we appreciate your patience for the delay uh, on this episode uh life can get crazy i'm sure uh, everyone listening can uh, can understand that so um if you don't already check out our socials uh we're part-time otaku uh podcast on instagram we have a youtube channel we're on facebook as well um so whichever you know leave a comment uh let us know and uh, thank you again, Bronson, for uh, helping us out guest uh, guest hosting this week. No worries. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.